This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Citizen CEO. Today, we continue our chat with Vicky Vasquez, founder and CEO of Tribal Tech and CEO of Cohen and Associates. On this episode, we'll dig deeper into Vicky's experience with acquiring another company and learn a little bit more about RMP, a nonprofit organization that she started in honor of her father to improve the education, health, and wellness of all people, especially those throughout Native communities. Let's talk a little bit more about your acquisition. It's really interesting to me because you're one of the very few women that I know that had been through the process of acquiring another firm. I've been fortunate enough to know several women who have been acquired, whose goal it was to sell their companies and have successfully done so. But I know very few who've actually acquired another company. So let's take a moment and dig a little deeper there. And you alluded a little bit to this when you were talking about Cohen and Associates earlier. But can you tell us a little bit more about the point at which you decided that you wanted to acquire another firm and why? I will try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I knock on wood all the time because I am so grateful that this was able to happen for not only me, but for Tribal Tech as well. A mutual friend of my husband and I knew I might, and that's a big might, be interested in acquiring a company in the hope of growing. And he came to me and he wasn't able to get the opportunity to promote this business out in the world for people to purchase. So he came to me and said, I'm going to introduce you to their president They're looking to sell. Unfortunately, the founder and the owner had passed away and his wife became very quickly in charge, but had no interest in running the company. So the president was pretty much the person in charge to see if they could sell the company by a certain deadline. They had a certain deadline for the widow. She wanted to make sure the trust received this before the end of the year, this purchase. So I got interested. It was about 50 employees, small enough that we could tackle. The price was right in our ballpark. However, I have to admit, I kind of went up a tad more than I budgeted. But we first started the conversation. And we both felt really good. Their culture, my culture, and when I mean culture, just the whole entire culture, not just the native work, but both companies, both people, even though we were like night and day. I mean, the acronyms over in the Navy side versus our acronyms on this side are like night and day. But we just felt comfortable. When it came to actually negotiating in the fall, because this conversation started in the summer, in the fall, when we actually started negotiating, I was pretty positive that this was going to take place. However, the owner, the wife, turned me down a couple times. (laughs) Oh, wow. After feeling I was going to get it. And eventually, I threw the Hail Mary. And I said, this is my, and I literally said, I'm throwing the Hail Mary. This is my best and final. 
I hope you reconsider. And I went into my why this is the right thing for Cowan and Associates to be purchased by Vicki Vasquez, Tribal Tech. And she came back and said, your persistence, I admire. You're a woman. I'm a woman. And I think that really resonated with her. She came to my office eventually to make that decision. And I think she felt comfortable with our culture and what we do and our people. And she said yes. And I had no idea the other person I was up against was an employee. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And she was feeling more comfortable with the employee on those times that she told me no until my Hail Mary. And she finally said yes. So it took a lot. We had to be very careful because as you know, I'm a small business. They're a small business. We don't want to compete with the bigs ever. We want to partner with them. And so I had to make sure we didn't size out. We had to be cautious of recertifications. And if Vicki Vasquez purchased, it was a different way to go about the whole process. We had to be careful with the NAICS codes. You know, there were a lot of other things one had to look at besides just buying another company. We had to be really careful. Now, I have to credit all this work for those months. And I'm talking, we were working 24-7, was Pam Mazza and her team. She's the law firm that really guided me on that side. And then Sherry Beckhart is the one that helped us on the financial side. And then kudos, huge kudos to my CFO who helped orchestrate all of this and keep me calm and collected throughout this process because it was not easy. And we were very fortunate, which is another area you need to be very connected with your lending institution or bank or whomever. And we had a great relationship with John Marshall Bank and they took us on and helped us with the purchase. So it all came together. Again, I knock on wood. I'm very fortunate and blessed that all the players put their part in there and helped me get through it. And we were all very pleased in the end. And we're able to complete that transaction mid-December. Awesome. So you mentioned that you started this process in the summer of 2019. What told you then that it was the right time to acquire another firm? I have to be honest with you. I called my leadership team in in the summer and I actually called in Pam Mazza because she's known me from the beginning when I first wanted to start my small business. She also helped me noodle through when I was feeling like someone was taking over my small business. And then I call her when I'm do I retire? You know, am I going to grow? Am I going to sell? And so I called in a group of folks that I trusted explicitly. But everyone, you know, I even called my husband in. Everyone has their agenda or everyone has their possible hope of how they see it going. And I really wanted someone that could be unbiased, not as emotional. And that was Pam Mazza and her folks. So when we sat down, the question was, Vicki, you're in a good place. You have no debt. Do you really want to commit to growing your company 
or would you rather sell or continue to ride out? I am at an age where I probably should be retiring, but I do love what I do. And I have a deep passion, not only for the work that we do, but the people that do it. And I really felt comfortable to go after this and grow and provide more opportunity for the folks that work here. Because now both companies are Native-owned, woman-owned. Both companies can now start teaming with each other. I can see some Native people going over to the DOD work, and I can see some DOD people coming over to help us with our work. It was just the right time. Again, like I said, I'm not ready to quit yet. I am going to try and step back a little because now I do have a president that oversees both companies that I needed and I trust and I verified. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was all about, I think, the timing and the place that I was at. And because of the finances I was able to afford from building tribal tech, I could do this. I'm very frugal and you know, try and do things cost effective and sometimes probably to a fault, people might say. But because of that, we were able to afford to purchase this company. What were some of your primary concerns going into this transaction? It's got to be when you're starting out a pretty daunting task. So what were you concerned about most when you started the process? One obvious is I'm not a military person. I mean, my father did serve, but he was already out by the time he had his family, you know, with my mother and him. So I didn't really have a military background. And I am telling you, this company is entrenched at the Department of Defense, the Navy Yard, and a couple other facilities around. And that was scary for me to not know that area. But I just felt it was Because it was an unknown, this was an opportunity we could learn and grow, and I felt we could overcome my uncertainty in that world. The second area would be, am I putting all my eggs in one basket and it's not going to work? You know, I was nervous about the finances. And again, I have a great CFO. I have a great husband in the financial world. So they helped keep me kind of even keel and comforted that you're in a good place. This is the time to do it. And then third, I was really nervous of folks that may or may not be able to stay or might have to go. How are we going to keep everybody employed and, and with a job? So those were, I think, my first concerns. But I was very fortunate to have the guidance that I had and the support that I had and the comfort that you can do this. And again, it took many nights. I mean, people were working surprisingly, you know, I'd get an email, you know, midnight. I'm like, Oh my goodness, that person's still up. (laughs) But everyone was fighting the fight and making it happen on both sides. So it was worth the risk. And it was a risk, trust me. I was nervous. I just had a feeling. I felt good about it. And if I was going to do it, I had to do it now. Because like I said, I hope I can stick around for a few more years to keep (laughs) this going. I, I just saw it as a great opportunity. 
So now that you're on the other side and the transaction is complete, what advice would you give to other women out there who might be considering acquiring another company? Find your passion. Don't give up. And I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm a Nike ad, but just do it. You really need to step out and tell yourself you can do this. And there are obstacles for women a little more than the men. But I think if you're going to do it today, today is the day. Right now, I can tell you the banks are looking to support women businesses. The public is looking to support women businesses. The opportunities out there, they're going, well, maybe we should give that opportunity to the woman business owner. So I just feel the timing right now, we're in charge. I'm not one to get political and get involved in some of those other organizations that are fighting for women. But for a small business, woman owner, it is our time. And we've got the legislation in place. We've got federal opportunities in place. You've got state business opportunities. I know on the Native side, our Indian organizations, our tribal businesses, we've got a lot of opportunities and support. You just have to believe in yourself. Start small. I started with one person. I'm not kidding. And it's baby steps. And then you take the next one. And most importantly, don't be afraid to partner. Partnership is so important. Don't take it all for yourself. Share in the wealth. (laughs) You know, sharing on a contract with a partner is great because you both come in with calls together. You both can employ. One gets to employ three, you get to employ two. Who cares who gets the three or the two? Share in the wealth. It's three more jobs that someone wouldn't have had. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think teaming and partnership in GovCon in particular is incredibly important to the success of small business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So not only are you founder and CEO of Tribal Tech and now owner and president of Cohen and Associates, but you also have a nonprofit, the RMP Foundation, in honor of your father. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. In the RMP Foundation, again, I go back to my father, RMP, Ronald Mays Peralta. And my dad, unfortunately, passed before I was able to form the foundation. And we founded and kicked it off during the month of November, which is National Native American Indian Heritage Month, as well as his birthday is November 21st. So that was the opportune time to kick off the foundation for American Indian and Alaska Native services. And we like to promote work in tribal communities. However, we're not limited to just the tribal communities. There are many communities that are underserved in the whole United States. And we like to give back in the education arena if we can. That's one of our priorities. And that is, again, going back to what I started this whole conversation with you was education. And again, my father was a testament to that for his entire life was education for our Indian children. So that is really what I 
wanted to promote for the RMP Foundation. And the funding for it was various folks that were very generous to give us the seed money to grow, Tribal Tech being one, to give back. And it's very important. Many of our employees now not only give to the RMP Foundation, but they give back in various ways almost monthly. We're doing something. That's awesome. It seems like a common thread that I've heard throughout all of your organizations is that, you know, doing good while doing well is a fundamental component of everything that you guys do. And that's, it's awesome to see that, right? To have organizations like yours out there really valuing philanthropy and the concept of giving back and integrating that into the culture of all of your organizations. It's exceptional to hear about. Well, again, it goes to who I work for. I work for the employees and I love what I do. And if you, gosh, I'm just so fortunate to get to continue this passion that I have for the work that I do with such great people. So what's next for you, Vicki? Boy, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, my husband would kill me if I said, well, I want to move back to California and just spend my time on the beach. He would have nothing to do with that. But I am from Southern California, so I do love going back in the summer. I think hopefully in the immediate future is to stay healthy and continue doing what I'm doing. And then in the long term is our daughter is 24. She'll be heading out to law school and hopefully someday I'll be able to see her get married and have grandchildren and I'll be able to really retire and enjoy that. So my goal right now is to get some new work for our folks here and some new people to do that work and then to start slowing down a little on the back end with family because to me that's what it's all about is my family. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Citizen CEO today, Vicki. It's been amazing to hear about your remarkable journey and especially to talk about your most recent acquisition and give our listeners out there an idea of what it's like to go through that process. So I really appreciate you joining me today and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate this opportunity. I don't do a lot of podcasts or press calls once in a blue moon. So it's nice to be asked and I appreciate you offering me this opportunity. So thank you, Kimberly. Many thanks to Vicki for sharing her inspiring story. From public servant to serial entrepreneur, she is certainly a force. One of the things that I love most about Vicki's story is that she started her journey to entrepreneurship at the age of 50. I hope it serves as a source of inspiration to anyone out there listening who may be thinking about starting their own business but feel like it may be too late or that the time has passed. I assure you it has not. Vicki is an exceptional example of that. It's never too late to pursue your dream or your passion. So thank you to Vicki for sharing her story. On the next episode of Citizen CEO, we will be chatting with Dina Herbert, co-founder and president of Thomas & Herbert Consulting and one of my favorite strategic partners.